It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joe Medor. 6.06 on the clock on this 20th day of October and 69 degrees and cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. This is the Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting. Joey, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about you know high school football as they are in the postseason. Uh, yesterday we had both stations on sports as Russ Eisenstein was talking with Coach Frank Solich of the Ohio Bobcats and uh, another Bobcat member of the team. And you know, Bobcats come back on November 4th. We've got Ohio State coming up on Saturday. But the one sport that is at the pinnacle of their season right now is the MLB. Uh, you got the Dodgers, you got the Rays, and you got those two teams gearing up and, and ready to go after what's been a shortened season in the MLB. They went from 162 games down to 60. We saw both the Reds and the Indians bounced early. Uh, but this has been a, a fun year for you know, to watch the Dodgers, to watch the Rays, and two of, base, two of the best baseball teams going at it tonight. The interesting thing about it is you have the highest payroll coming from the Dodgers in the league, and then you're matching that up against the Tampa Bay team. Well, I believe it's the lowest in, in baseball when it comes to payroll, but yet the, the Rays always seem to have a very competitive team. They're always in the mix. They always have a do a great job in their scouting department and farm system, and that's why they're uh, consistently hovering around 90 wins in a normal season. This year they were able to you know jump all the way up to the to the number one overall seed in the AL, and this is gonna it's an intriguing matchup. Both teams had to battle some different adversities in their last series. I mean, the Rays obviously jumped on jumped on the Astros 3-0 and then, you know, made it really interesting there. Got it all the way to Game 7, but they, they closed it out when they had to to get to this position. Then you have this other team in the Dodgers who down 3-1 to a very talented and young Braves team, but they were able to fight all the way back. And, I mean, that Game 7 was a great baseball game, of course. Uh, the Braves got up 2-0 early, and then the Dodgers were able to come back and tie it. Braves able to take the lead back 3-2, and then a couple of solo shots there, the one that gave them the lead by... By uh, Kike Hernandez hit one to tie it. Then Bellinger hit one in the seventh to give him the lead. Then the bullpen was able to finish it off for him. So that was a that was a heck of a game to get the Dodgers here. You know, it's it's the Dodgers' time. You would think. You know, just going to just all the World Series they've been to here recently, just not being able to get over the hump. But at the same time, they're facing a very talented pitching rotation in the Tampa Bay Rays, who have had some timely hitting throughout this postseason. They've been a they've been a stud team. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Dodgers come and have a guy in uh, in uh, Corey Seager who's coming off one of the greatest NLCS series of all time. I mean, looking at his numbers across the board in that series, he was almost first all time and everything. So he had he had quite a series. And, you know, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a pretty good World Series here. Um, I'm not sure who to take. Obviously, the Dodgers, you feel like it's their time. And, you know, Dave Roberts has been here before, and he's had some – some questionable decisions at times that people th uh, seem to think cost them, but uh, this is uh, this is their chance to to really do something here. But it's not going to come uh, come easy. No, it's not going to come easy. And for the Dodgers, you know, it has not come easy. I mean, how many times have we seen LA go all the way to the World Series and just come up short? Whether it be the Astros or the Red Sox or whoever, 
You know, with the Dodgers, they have just had a string of unfortunate events in the World Series. They've been there. They're good enough to go there and win. Uh, for me, you know, while it's been a while for the Rays, I don't know how much longer that the Dodgers can continue going to the World Series. Uh, I, I want to see them win at least once, right? I, I want to see the Dodgers win one, and then you know, maybe the Rays next year, whatever. Hopefully the Reds, right? Uh, but still, you, you want to... They've been there so many times. They've come up short so many times. They're only going to get so many opportunities. And if they don't win here after they got the big acquisition of Mookie Betts, which has been huge. I mean, that that trade with the Red Sox, just Mookie Betts in the postseason has been well worth the uh, the, the trade. And, uh, you know, Kershaw goes back at it postseason this year, 2-1, 3.32 uh, ERA, uh, 23 strikeouts. Uh, Kershaw is trying to rewrite his history. I think that the Dodgers take it in six. I think the Rays are a very good team. The Rays are a very good baseball team, but they, yeah, their, their hitting has been a little bit lackluster in the postseason. Uh, I, I think Dodgers have a very strong rotation, and I, my guess is, you know, the uh, the hitting and the pitching of the Dodgers will overwhelm a little bit of the Rays. That's my guess. I mean. You'll see the rotation on the other side, right? The Rays. Well, yes. <laughs> um, uh, right. The Rays can pitch, uh, pitch their butts off, too. Uh, but what I will give you this point is, you know, before in past seasons, you weren't seeing the Dodgers come back from a 3-1 deficit. Um, and some things happened in that Rays series, or excuse me, the, uh, the Brave series, where, you know, Mookie robs in the, in the ninth inning in that one, yeah, I believe it was game, I believe it was game five. But Ozuna hit a shot all the way back to the wall, and, and uh, there were a couple runners on, and Betts jumps up, makes a great catch to get him out, and then you know they inevitably go on to win that game. And then, of course, in the game a couple nights ago, Game Seven, you know it's a three to two game, and someone hits a blast to right field, and Ozuna's able to, or excuse me, uh, Betts able to go all the way back. And this one was a home run. He jumped up and robbed it. Completely changed that uh, where that game was heading. I mean, momentum completely shifted back to the Dodgers at that point. And of course, they go on to win it. Things like that. Don't haven't seen them go the Dodgers way in their past few trips to the post uh, to the postseason and then again into the World Series at times as well. And perhaps it's their year. I mean, as you say, you had a guy like Mookie Betts, you're gonna you're gonna you know have a great chance. I mean, I think Boston's probably kicking themselves watching this playoff run, not bringing him back. But you know, it's it's a, gonna be a good. I could see it going all the way. Honestly, both these teams. Uh, you know, we saw two Game Sevens in the in uh, both the, the uh, both the championship series, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see it go the distance again this time. I'm with you. I think I am picking the Dodgers to win in seven games. I think the, the lineup at some point is just going to be too much. I mean, if you look at it, you know, a guy like Cody Bellinger's batting sixth right now. That's how loaded this lineup is. So, um, yeah, I like the Dodgers as well, I feel like, in seven games. Right. You take a look at the lineup that the Dodgers have put out there. You got Betts who's hitting 311 in the postseason. You got Seager who's hitting 298, six home runs, 15 RBIs. Bellinger, three home runs, 10 RBIs, batting 250. Peterson's above 300. Austin Barnes is above, hey, he's at 500 right now in limited opportunities. But you know, that, that offense has been producing all postseason long. And for Tampa Bay, you, know, you got uh, the leadoff hitter, Yandy Diaz. 125. Brandon Lowe, buck 15. Uh, Willie uh, Adamus. 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 The shortstop, 132. Kevin Kiermeyer, 194. You know, I mean, this, these are not good batting averages 
for Tampa Bay. Now their pitching has bailed them out, and their pitching is what could still propel them into this post, and that that's what propelled them to this point. Uh, but you know, the, the the pitching is always the wild card. If you have it, it's always great to have, and Tampa Bay does. And if they can cool off the the Dodgers bats, then I that that'd be the only chance that Tampa Bay has really uh, in, in the postseason. They've got this far. They're the best team in the AL. And it it's really should be a fun series. Yeah, uh, but they definitely do have the capabilities. I mean, look at the last two teams they played. They played a stacked Yankees lineup. They were able to hold them in check for the most part. Uh, besides a couple games that the Yankees were able to win there, they scored nine in one game and five in a couple others. Other than that, they didn't do anything. And then you look at the Astros series. They came out and, you know, the only games where they really lost when they couldn't hit. I mean, the pitching rotation, they gave up one, two, two, four, four, seven, and two. So, I mean, that's going to keep you in every single game. And so, you you know, you're going to have it. They're going to be in every game. I mean, they have guys who have been timely, like uh, Manuel Margot has been very good. Five home runs in the postseason. Uh, another guy, I believe, I don't, I think he's a DH. He has seven. I can't think of his name right now. Randy Arizona Arena. Uh, Man, you should just not try names. You're terrible no. at them. Um, I got to study the names <laughs> and know them and learn them better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh. But yeah. you know the guy, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big one tonight. Good pitching, uh, good pitching matchup in uh, Glasnow and uh, Kershaw. Kershaw, of course, has that kind of that playoff, uh, that playoff, you know, stigma that looms over him that, you know, in the big games in the postseason, he hasn't exactly been there. I mean, look, just look at his last start in the playoffs. He got he got rocked around a little bit against against uh, Atlanta. So, you know, he's going to be looking to, to right that wrong here this year. Uh, he has a chance to and get out to a good start tonight. Right, and it's not like you can blame the Astros for that, you know, because the Astros, yes, it came out that they were cheating, and maybe you know a couple of those numbers in the postseason are skewed. You know, when, when nah, this has off. been happening long before the Astros yeah. ever were out. Well, I guess now it comes to an end, but I, I, I just can't imagine, you know, how good Kershaw would have been in the postseason if it wasn't happening, right? Like all, all these pitchers might have a little bit of an inflated ERA if you really didn't have the cheating scandals going on behind the scenes. Like, what do you mean? Kershaw been getting rocked since like 2012 in the postseason. Well, yes. Yeah, yes, but I mean the the notion is that he still was the, take away you know 2017, 2018, you know with with the Red Sox and the Astros. Take those two away. I don't know. ZRA has to get a little bit better, right? No, he's been terrible in the playoffs career wise. Career wise, overall, but I, he's 11 and 12 with a 4.3 ERA. And he's gotten a little bit better this year. One and two with the 3.32. And a chance here to improve upon that and kind of rewrite his postseason history. Yeah, he's got a chance. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying historically, even before whatever happened with the Astros and Red Sox, he had been known for having struggles in the postseason. Yeah, but didn't you just say that it's been going on forever? It has. I said before the Astros and Red Sox. Right. I thought you meant the stuff going on sign stealing. No. Oh, all right. I mean, he's been getting rocked in the playoffs for his entire career. Yeah. Well, let's see what he does tonight. Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Glass now on the mound for the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, it's in a late 8-11 start Eastern Standard Time from Arlington, Texas in Globe Life Field. Uh, so a neutral site location for the World Series. Uh, fun one tonight. We got some Great games coming up later this week. OHSA postseason. We did get the approval, and we're heading out to Proctorville as it's the Fairland Dragons as in the Nelson, New York Buckeyes. We also got on Friday, of course, we stay a little bit closer in Gloucester as it is the Trimble Tomcats 
hosting Burn Union Rockets and a couple good games. And I'm sure we'll talk about it coming up next. This is the Sportsman at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Hi, I'm Sky Hope, and during this pandemic, Precision Imprint is still in business and they're printing masks. Precision Imprint can take care of all your screen printing and embroidery needs, and they also have t-shirts for employee identification and business promotion. They've been printing locally in Athens, Ohio since 1988 and remain committed to this community. Call for an appointment at 740-592-5916 or email precisionimprint at gmail.com. You can also visit their website at precisionimprint.com. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's a sports fan right here in the 97s at WATH, 6.20 on the clock on this 20th day of October. Still 69 degrees and cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. That was Mike with Joe Medor and you know, big week coming up this week. Two football games. Both games will be on WXTQ Power 105. As in Gloucester, we've got the Trimble Tomcats and the Burn Union Rockets. And then on Saturday, we do it all over again for Nelsonville, York, as they travel up to Proctorville, Ohio, and take on the Fairland Dragons, who just got their first postseason win uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, they had the bye week, so it was just last week that uh, Fairland Dragons got their first postseason win. Um, so it's a exciting weekend. I'm happy that these guys were able to go out there, hopefully stay healthy, and... Uh, are able to to do their best because they they're these are a couple really really good football teams here, Joey. Yeah, that they are. Um, you know, you got to look at Nelsonville, York. They've been playing really really good football here recently after a couple cuff uh, geez, a couple tough losses early on in the season. Um, of course, they played some really good teams in Trimble, who's third in the state and according to the Associated Press in Division Seven, lose to the Wilson team as TVC Ohio champs, and you know. Wilson, did Wilson move on in the postseason? I believe Wilson lost. Yeah, you know, John Samuel is a good team, so that makes sense. But um, yeah, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one once again. Uh, I think Nelsville York has done a good job discovering their identity through the second half of the season. I think at times early on they uh, they would fall behind the teams and become a little pass happy and try to throw the ball down the field. I know we talked to Scott Thomas yesterday and how. Uh, Coach Richards has wanted to focus more in on establishing the run game, and you know. 
it's always good to uh, to have that victory like they did, 40, uh, 41 to six, and you have Coach Richard at the game saying, "Yeah, we got to fix some things uh, heading the practice week," and they do. And you know, the drop passes could be an issue in a game like this against a team where you're on the road, have to travel a long way against a good Fairland team that's uh, coming off their first ever playoff victory. So obviously, this season means a lot to them as well. And you know, both teams have been set up in a great position here to have a home playoff game in the in the regional semifinal game with the number two seed Centerburg taking a, a very shocking loss, 42-41 in the first round. Because it's crazy, Connor. Because I looked at that Centerburg's team's you know resume. Mm-hmm. They they beat you know I think they beat East Knox. They beat uh, they beat another really good, uh, Danville, another good D seven team. <laughs> this is a good football team, and then all of a sudden they just got stunned by the fifteen seed. But uh, that opens the door for one of these teams that they could pull out the victory on Saturday. You know, we can get we can have a you know a home playoff game next week if if Nelsonville York down uh, down here at Boston Field if they're able to get a victory. And you know that that's got to be a little extra incentive to play for, knowing that if you can knock off this uh, this three seed in Fairland, you can go on to to have to host a team, and that's guaranteed because it's the fifteen and the ten seed on the other side of uh, this half of the bracket right now. Right. So that that's uh, that's something big to play for here. Yeah, Sunnerberg again. They lost uh, 42-41 to Londonville, eighteen. Uh, Londonville, I mean, eighteen seed. They uh, they beat Northmore, who's a 35-14. Then they advance and face Sunnerberg. They knock off the number two seed. Uh, like you said, I mean, they they were a pretty good football team this year. Yeah, uh, they're, two, they're two seed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know now they've got you know Cole uh, Cole Grove Dawson Bryant the ten seed uh, they had upset the number seven seed which was Shenandoah so they had Cherville Shenandoah forty one to thirty eight a forty two to forty one win for Londonville and they have a couple good upsets right there uh, and then of course uh, Dawson Bryant defeated Grandview Heights fifty seven to six on their way up to the uh, third round of the OHSA playoffs and then again you know. Nelson, New York had the bye. Proctorville, Fairland had the bye. Uh, they got the job done in round number two, both advancing. But whichever team advances here, Nelsonville, New York, or Fairland, they do. It's a guaranteed home game. It's played at the better seeded team's site, and that that's a huge plus. That's a huge plus to go out there and continue to play because you have seniors out there who, you know, senior nights this year got it pushed up all the way to the beginning of the year. Normally, it's uh, Second to last home game. It's a game that's pretty big. It's huge, but you know they they got the all the festivities out of the way earlier on. But it's nice to still be playing home football games this late into a postseason. You know, maybe you don't have the large crowd that you're normally used to, uh, but you've been getting the job done all year long, especially in your home fields. And to have an opportunity if they travel out to Fairland and then they get to come right back home, I, I think that that would be huge. Yeah, it'll, it'll make it worth it because they got a haul um, uh, this weekend. Uh, Hour yeah. thirty. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I never had to come close to traveling that to play any kind of sporting event, but um, at least in high school. But um, yeah, that's 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 a tough one, and th- that's always a uh, you know, I always worry how do you get loose after having to. I know you always tell that story over and over again about how you sat in a cold bus one morning, had to drive. I said it like twice. No, 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 no. I've heard it several times. Anyway. Well, not on the air. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, that, of course that's going against you, right, having to get off a bus, play a playoff game, right? But, you know, Coach Richards, you're going to get a game plan ready to go for this team. 
they're a team that runs a, a more similar offense to Athens. They're not going to play into the strength of Nelsonville York and just try to line up and run power right at him like Sims Valley made the mistake of doing. But, but uh, again, I mean, Sims Valley, they had their game plan and they were sticking to it. They were not going to adjust no matter what team that they were playing. And you know what? They uh, Sometimes they just run into a better team. Nelsonville York was the better team that day. I feel like you can only play that way if you have a really good defense, right? I mean, Waterford can play that way. They can play. We're going to run the football. And, you know, it's because we can't really throw. But we know we can stop you on defense. So we just keep running the ball. Maybe a big play with bust at this point. But in a Sims Valley matchup, when you're playing a team like Nelsonville York, that's just so powerful and dominant up front. And uh, they got the linebackers that come in and play really well. Uh, big, experienced linemen. That's going to be a tough battle. Uh, now, obviously, the, the game plan is going to be a little bit different this year. They're going to spread you out, or this week, I should say. Farrell's going to spread you out and, uh, you know, try to make plays on the outside. But Nelsonville York has the athletes on the outside as well this year. They're, they're one of the more complete teams that, uh, that I think we saw in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the TVC Ohio this year. As a matter of fact, I'd like to see a rematch between Nelsonville York and Wellston right now because I feel like it would go a little bit differently. But obviously, we can't see that happen. But um, you well, know, if it was a normal year, I I wish that game would have been, you know, week seven, week right. eight, so that we had to see a week two rather than you know, right. Um, but obviously, you know, it's it's going to be a good game. I think uh, I think Nelsonville York is going to be able to hang in there with them, and you know, like I always try to say, if you can just get to the fourth quarter and you're you're in it, you know, you're going to have any you have any shot in the world to to make anything happen. Uh, but I don't think you know. I think this is a beatable three seed here for, for Nelsonville York. And I mean, God, if you get past that, you get a home game against either you're going to get a 10 or an 18 seed that you're all, you all of a sudden you're going to be the favorite to be in the regional final game. And that's, that's a little bit crazy to think about. It's thinking about how this team started out. Oh, and two this season. Right. I mean, you, you think about, well, really all the factors that go into making this season happen. And it, it is a, uh, it's been, Really nice to see the progression of Nelsonville York from week one to week two. They just keep on getting better and better and better. Um, you know, it's it's what they do. That's what they did last year. It's what they've done this year. And you know, they they take on this Fairland Dragon team who you know, only has one loss this year, and that was to Guy Academy, forty-seven forty-three. Um, that that was a game that Galley was trailing by a couple of scores in the fourth quarter and had to you know just started trying to kind of chucking the ball around a little bit and it worked out for them and they came back and won that game right and maybe you know a couple more Ohio teams than I do but you know Chesapeake two wins over Rock Hill I mean they just blew out Rock Hill two times yeah Rock Hill's back right. I mean Rock Hill they got a football team they were three and five this year that's about it yeah I, <laughs> not, I mean, not, mean that, that, that yeah not that, a lot of impressive teams that Fairland's beaten but you know a team like Gallia that's an impressive win no they've lost Gallia. Right, right, right. They lost to Gallia, yeah. but that's a, that, you know, that's a close game that, that they were winning in the fourth quarter, and then Cole Grove won 5-2, and two, so, you know, that's a good win for them. This is a good team. I mean, they're going to definitely pro provide some challenges for Nelsonville York. I don't think this is any kind of mismatch, though, for the Buckeyes. Um, you know, I, I talked to some 740 people, and, you know, they want to try to say, well, you know, this team lost to Gallia Academy. Gallia Academy beat Wellston by whatever. Wellston beat Nelsonville York. Unfortunately, I, I want to tell these people, at this point in the season, I don't care what kind of line up you want to try to tell me of this team beat this team so this team can't beat this no that's that, that's not how it works at this late in the postseason there's a reason both these teams are here it's because they're 
two of the better teams in the region, and uh, both of them have any kind of shot. You know, Nelsonville York is not going to go and get blown out in this game. I'm not going to go in and tell you they're going to. I'm going to guarantee they're going to win, but this is going to be a tight, tightly played ball game. Uh, every play is going to matter, and I think Nelsonville York is definitely going to have a shot to pull it out. I think they do. Yeah, I, I think they have more than a shot. I mean, if they play the way that they played last week against Sims Valley, you know, Nelsonville York will either it'll be close, or I, I think they really take this one away. Because it was impressive the way that their defense stepped up. Now, they only really had to prepare for one type of you know, offense. You know, Fairland's going to have somebody who can Oh, yeah, throw. you're not playing a one-trick pony here yeah. this week. I yeah. mean, this, this week you have to actually prepare on defense. You know, you know that it's going to be more than just the wing T offense that you have to be concerned about. And, you know, I mean, this defense shut down Athens when they had Joy Moore still healthy earlier on in the game. You know, not a whole lot of offense was happening. Um, and we all know how Joey Moore could sling the ball. Right. You know, and if they can shut down a pass like that, then I think that they can really hang in there with anybody here in Division Six. Um, and just to go back, I mean, they beat a Portsmouth team 34-6. Portsmouth's 2-6 and six this year. South Point's 0-7. Oh You're the talking court. about Fairland. Yeah, Fairland, yeah. Back, back to Fairland. I mean, these teams... Out of the ones that they have won, out of the ones that are wins with teams above 500, you have what? One. Colgrove. You beat Colgrove 27-21. That's it. I mean, it, this is a very, very winnable game. Uh, this is a good side of the bracket for Nelsonville York to be on, and this is a a, uh, a run they can go deep in, especially since, now. I mean, when you're always concerned when the number two seed's been knocked off because... Yeah, how good's the 18 seed if they're able to knock off the two? Yeah, um, I mean, at this point, you know, you can't count anybody out that, 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 that as I just mentioned, you can't count anybody out that has gotten here. Um, you know, it's just like, we, I think I made this reference yesterday, but, you know, in Athens region in this past winter in basketball, you know, the top, what was it, the top five seeds all lost in like the first two nights? And so I think I think Logan Elm was the one who ended up winning the whole region, and I think they were like the eighth seed, you know. So it can get funky at this time. You play one bad game, you're done. And then, you know, sometimes teams, especially in a shortened season like this, it's so hard to know how good you are after six games. And, you know, sometimes, you know, and unfortunately in a real season, if you're bad through your first six games, unless you play in a really, really good conference, you're done because only eight teams are making the playoffs. It doesn't matter what you do. Even if you do get better the last four weeks through week 10, like Nelsonville-York last year, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be enough to make the playoffs. But this year, you know, if you catch one of those teams that they need a few weeks to get rolling here, but they're rolling now and you put them all in the postseason and they get to play some of these top teams that no one thinks they can beat, and then they go in and do it. Right. And that's that's kind of the the wild card aspect of it this year. Look at the Trimble game last week, one verse sixteen. It was twenty to twelve, and were, you know you and Heath were were you know shivering a little bit outside there, uh, literally and figuratively. Right, exactly. Thinking about uh, man, well, you know Trimble can't go out this early, can they? I think uh, you know. I, I'm somewhere deep, I knew that they were not going to lose that game. I mean, they they Trimble was just so much of a better team than uh, than Monroe Central. I mean, they they did. They were out. Physicality, mentality, I mean, they, they did everything right in the second half. And it's like what I said yesterday, because you know, if you take away the, the turnovers, it becomes a much different game because you are driving inside the 10, there's a touchdown that you, know, you miss the opportunity on. You know, you got under two minutes to go, Lackey throws an interception you know, as they drive into the red zone. You know, 
he's trying to make something happen. I don't fault him for the, the interception, but I mean, that's a, a takeaway that maybe if they you know, choose a different play, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just a hypothetical situation there, but when you go and, and cough the ball up on the ground twice, that, that hurts a little bit, but I, I think Downs will be ready uh, to go next week. I know Coach Ferris has uh, a lot are we of talking Trimble now, or what are we? Well, yeah, but I mean, you mentioned Trimble a little <laughs> bit, making a That's, reference. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but for Nelson with York, they did everything right from start to finish. They played a complete game. Uh, yes, a couple drops here and there, but overall, they were the better team. They came out on top. They're hot right now. When you're hot, you got to look out because five, they are a five straight. Uh, five straight. That defense has been good. Nelsonville York you know, has not given up a whole lot of points. And most allowed, was to Vinton County. Yeah. 17 since week uh, yeah. since week two is the most points they've allowed. Yep. Only one touchdown last three weeks. Yep. I mean, they allowed 24 points week two to Wellston. They allowed 34 points to Trimble. But their defense is literally, I mean, they've been giving up at least less points than the week before or equal to. Athens was six. Sims Valley was six. So it happens against Fairland. I think it, it's it's making up for a, a very, very fun postseason push. A lot of, a lot of teams still going. Yeah, so. I mean, I think uh, I think their defense is definitely gonna be able to hold them in the game. Now, it's something I do worry about here is if you look at the the games, the offense struggled. Right, they're uh, they're against the Trimbles, they're against the Wellsons, they're against Vinton County. It's a tough physical teams. Uh, they've only been able to. You know, they got 28 against Trimble. Uh, it was kind of a weird third quarter there where they just kind of got hot, scored 21 points. Before that first half, it was rough. Drew Carter was uh, not looking too great. Only scored 12 against Wellston, another good defense. And then, you know, in, in the Vinton County, although it was a win, the offense was far from firing at all cylinders, and it took a pretty pretty weird play there to get the long touchdown to tie it up at 14 to force overtime. And, of course, they got the job done there. But they couldn't get in the end zone. They had to kick a field goal. Um, so, you know, in, in, the, in the games against some other tougher teams, the offense has not uh, been great. Now they did score 41 in a, in a playoff game against a Sims Valley team with a winning record. Now, I don't. I do think that, you know, Sims Valley's record was a little deceiving. I don't think they were quite as good as, uh, as you know, the 4-3 and three record they had going into that game. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the defense will be able to keep them in it. Uh, we'll see if they'll be able to muster up enough offense. Carter has grown a lot as quarterback throughout this season. I mean, what, he had four picks week one, and then I think he finished the regular season with eight. Yeah. I mean, so, he, I mean, look at the improvement there. Well, you know? and it was like Scott Thomas was talking about yesterday. You know, he had barely even played in the quarterback position all year long. I mean, it's, you mean his whole career, his whole career. He's been playing quarterback the whole year. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's barely played. Yeah. I mean, yes. Last, I'm talking about last year. You know, he, he'd never really played quarterback his entire career. He steps in and I think it, he's done a tremendous job, you know, learning the quarterback position quickly on the fly in a six week regular season. You've seen the improvement. I mean, it's the same thing we talk about when we talk about table Lackey too, the, the junior quarterback for Trimble. But for Drew Carter, the progression week every single week has gotten better and better and better. And I don't think he threw a really, I don't think he threw a bad ball, period, right, on Saturday. Yeah. He was accurate. That's all you can ask for him. He was accurate. He got the ball there on time. You want him to rifle it down the field? I mean, it's not like it's baseball where you got to go quick. Just be accurate. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's the key, especially as the colder and, you know, windier and what, uh, you know, sometimes rain come to, becomes a factor late in the season. You know, it's all more important to be able to fire some darts in there because you're going to have to be accurate or else that thing can sail on your, you know, miss outside or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, he's been getting better throughout the season. Uh, he's only a junior. He's, you know, you got a whole other year with him. So this is, this is an important experience for them. I mean, you know, next year, 
you know, they've already made a pretty impressive run this year, um, have a chance to make it to a regional semifinal game. But, uh, you know, this is all a great experience for him uh, going into potentially his senior season. But uh, this year's not over yet. They, uh, they got a lot to look forward to, I think. Right. I mean, if you go further, right, I mean, whoever wins this game, it's all up in the air. You know, who, who would win between Londonville and uh, Dawson Bryant, Colgrove Dawson Bryant? Because whoever wins that game will go on to the uh, the regional semis or the uh, regional finals. And on the on the other side of the bracket, you've got... Well, you're going to find yourself Fort playing Fry. Fort Fry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, you have Fort Fry. And Fort Fry, dominant. I mean, no con. Uh, you know, Belpre had the no contest over Newcomers Town. That's uh, how they got the prize of winning Fort Fry, uh, 54 to nothing. And then I think it's going to be pretty... Yeah, that's the Lock prize you don't want right there. They, uh, yeah, got a tough one. Four fries, a different animal. Yep. We'll see. You know, we will see. No, I mean, we did see do. some some hockey teams play play Fort Fry pretty well. Waterford played them kind of tough early on this year. So, right. but you know, it's uh, yeah, that's who you're going to be if Nelsonville York is able to keep this train rolling here. That's likely who you're going to be running into in that uh, neutral site regional final game. Uh, of course, you know, you got to be rooting for if you're a TVC Hawking fan. You know, if you're a Trimble, I'd, I'd even say, I don't, do you think there's any bad blood between Eastern and Trimble? I don't think so. I don't know if you want to run into Eastern again if you're Trimble. That's the well, only thing. Well, <laughs> uh, right. I, I, you know, it was, te- it was what, 10-7 in the regular season? Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, the bad blood. I mean, conference rival, obviously. Right. Uh, Eastern hasn't beaten Trimble in a very long time. Right. Um, and so, but I, just, if you're a Trimble fan, you're probably not. You know, if you want to get into this discussion of, re- of Division 7 here, Region 27. I'd love for Eastern to go as far as they can. Oh, absolutely. I mean, more coverage for us. I'm just saying if, you know, if you're a Trimble fan, I'm not sure you want to run into that Eastern team again because uh, they very well could have got you early on in the season. Well, and, would, uh, would you root for them over River and then to meet them I mean, in the sure. regional finals? I, I, you know, I, do, are you asking me? Uh, yeah, I'd I love mean, to would, see them play again, yes. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're a... From Gloucester, and you're a big Tomcats fan, I'm not sure you want to run into that Eastern team again. Right. It's a very good Eastern team. And they... I mean, they got enough to worry about to get through here. I mean... 10 to 7. I mean, all right. So you got Danville, you got Newark Catholic, uh, and you got Burn Union. Burn Union first. You know, they got to see Burn Union first. Yeah, they got to see Burn Union first, and then you advance and and get Danville or Newark Catholic. Two teams where, again, they... I think that Trimble is... They're the three seed for a reason. They have won. They have found ways to win year in and year out. Um, and I'm talking about three seed. They're ranked third in the Ohio uh, AP poll, OHSA AP poll, and um, they, they get that recognition for a reason. Absolutely, but we're you know, Connor, we can't we can't be remiss to admit the fact that this is not the same team of the past couple of years that were bulldozing everybody all season long. They had some uh, they had some tough games this year, wow. and they had a tough first half last week. But they came out on top. They did. They found ways to win those tough games. They found a way to beat Waterford. Two scores, they shut out Waterford. They found a way to beat Eastern just on a field goal. Heath and I have talked all year long about what it means to have a field goal kicker. And that's what was impressed because Taylor, for Nelsonville, York, before we wrap up on Nelsonville, York, Taylor made all his extra points. You You have somebody who can convert the extra point. You have somebody who can kick a field goal from short yardage if you get stuffed. Like, that is important, and that is why I think that 
both these teams can make a deep push is because you have somebody that is reliable that can go and kick these field goals. And where it's a close game, those one to three points, they matter. And, and unfortunately, Waterford learned that lesson in round two of the playoffs. They lost by one. So it's I with, with Guffey and with Taylor, I think that Nelsonville, York, and Trimble uh, can, can make a deep push just by you know, special teams, just by how good their defenses have looked, and their offenses are dynamic. You know, they, they have Lackey who can pass. They have Drew Carter who can pass. You got a couple of very talented wide receivers. You got a, a couple of good running backs. You know, it, it's they have a, a nice dynamic on those teams to where they can make a deep push this year. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I'm just, this isn't going to be a cakewalk to, you know, you're discussing if we're going to get a hocking uh, regional final here um first of all if eastern is able to get past to get past river which i think is a possibility for sure just looking at you know what they both did against waterford um right yeah they're, they're gonna have a tough game against probably the two seed east knox next i'm not sure they beat that and uh, what i will point out is you know you're kind of i think overlooking some of these other teams you're trying to do the old mystique of it's trimble they're gonna figure it out they got they got potentially pretty good teams coming up here uh, in Newark Catholic and Danville, whoever, whoever comes out on top of that one, now that's going to be a great game. And I know people who don't think Burn Union is going to be, a, uh, you know, a walk in the park either. So I'm just saying, proceed with caution well, I don't before, think any... before you, uh, you know, start buying your, your tickets there for the regional final. Bye. Yeah, I guess you'll get in for free. That's, I mean, we've got to bring the games to the people somehow, right? Yeah. Um, but they are, like I said yesterday, you know, Trimble has proven that they can win the big game they the close games they can hang on and win they're undefeated this year they could have easily let that nelsonville york game go in week number one but they held on to win they, they again by three against eastern and eastern's still going in the postseason they beat waterford by two touchdowns in those close games they find a way to win against the good teams they find a way to win they figured it out in the second half against monroe central and they were a decent team but trimble was better I think Trimble is a better team over Sugar Grove Burn Union. Now, Burn Union is a good team. We'll see. It's, uh, it's going to be exciting coming up. Of course, both games Friday, Saturday. It's uh, Trimble Tomcats hosting Burn Union. 6.50 pregame over on WXTQ Power 105. And then on Saturday, same thing, same station. It will be Nelsonville, York as they travel to Fairland for the Ireland Dragons, the three seed in Division Six, Region 23. We'll step aside for a short break right here on the Sportsman. And on the other side, you know, we'll break down more things happen across the region as we get closer and closer to a football Friday. You're listening to 970 97.1 FM, WATH. Fruit has curbside pickup. Call your fruit to place a curbside order today. Simply call Fruit General Store or Fruit Pharmacy and tell our friendly fruit associates what you need. Once your order is ready, a fruit associate will let you know you can come pick up. Upon arrival, call your store, and a staff member will bring your purchase to your car. Thanks for shopping with us. Fruit is proud to be a part of your community. Visit us at fruitpharmacy.com. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Imagine this is your money. 
and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-942-1469. 800-942-1469. 800-942-1469. That's 800-942-1469. Where do you plan on watching the Athens legend and Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow and the Bengals play? Why not come to Brony's Bar and Grill located at the corner of Court Street and Carpenter Street in Athens? We have 13 TVs, a great food selection including the best wings in Athens, cold drinks, awesome daily specials, and a nice patio with a cool breeze. Catch Joe and the Bengals at Brony's Bar and Grill. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and his knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Mills and Mike along with Joe Medora up until 7 o'clock today. And then the CBS World News Roundup comes your way at the top of the hour of each hour. But it's a... Uh, we heard earlier, I think it was yesterday, that the Mid-American Conference released the times for the kickoffs of the you know, MAC season. And it's a pretty good for Ohio. We got national television as the Bobcats are away at Central Michigan, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. They get the national audience. They get a big game. And, you know, when you're the favorite to win the Mid-American Conference in the preseason, well, I would hope that it's a, a good event for Ohio because that... It's their first real test to see you know, who comes out on top. And uh, for a six-week shortened season, uh, there's again, there's no guarantees. But I, I like to see that the, the Bobcats are, are national television because that's I, I think that's pretty cool. Flip on ESPN to get Ohio. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. Uh, you know, it, uh, you know, the midweek action is it's all coming back. Uh, you know, kind of pieced together quickly there uh didn't seem like it was gonna 
really happen. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, they're, they're favored to win it. I'll be interested to see who lines up under center at quarterback as, uh, the, you know, the weeks continue to progress and we keep the, get to hear more and more. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of been the question looming over this offense is, you know, who's going to be – who's going to take over for, for Nathan at uh, quarterback. Uh, will it be his brother? Will it be grad transfer? Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Armani Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Armani Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, of course, I didn't get a chance to hear uh, the full show with Russ Eisenstein and uh, Coach Solich yesterday as we were on the air at the same time as that show was going on. Um, but every week that show will happen over on WXTQ Power 105 as that's the flagship station for the Ohio Bobcats. Um, but you know, Frank Solich again, 16 years. He's recorded 113 wins. That's best in the Mid-American Conference, but uh, still second in all-time Ohio history. And it, he kicks it off next, uh, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that, right? The, the fourth would be away. It's going to be a cold game up there. It will be. It will be. But another primetime game next Tuesday, uh, the, the Tuesday that would follow uh, on November 10th, Akron at Ohio. So in Peden Stadium, you got the CBS Sports Network. So a couple of big nationally televised games for the Bobcats as the midweek Maxson returns. Uh, so it's nice to see a little recognition from yeah, nationwide, too. Um, it, it Again, I wish nothing but the best, and I, I think it's going to be a fun team to, to watch and, and to follow all season long. Yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, you always got to look out for that Miami game, at least since I've been here. Uh, that's been the one that's kind of caused the, the most havoc here the past couple years but uh yeah no this in all seriousness now um they got a lot of returners on on the offensive side of the ball same with the defense you know so i think they're gonna take what they from last year um i think last year people got they kind of got a little bit ahead of themselves obviously nathan was back there at quarterback again but they not a lot of experience in the weapons around them this year they were turning a lot of guys who got a lot of reps last year and of course you insert a new quarterback in there but you know i think that should help the maturation process of whoever steps in and to take this team over uh, this season. Absolutely. You know, today also marks, I, I saw an article that was released by ESPN today, and I got a chuckle out of it, even though it happened 10 years ago. I wasn't even involved with the university. It wasn't even, uh, Ohio had not even crossed my mind, but. No, uh, definitely not mine either. It was a, uh, the story behind the mascot attack when Rufus beat Brutus. Uh, but, I mean, it, Looking back on it now, nobody was hurt, nobody was injured. I don't know how the guy, I mean, it's told in the ESPN article, it's told how the guy plotted for two years how to go out and you know, go attack Brutus the Buckeye. Uh, and, of course, if you have any remembrance of uh, 10 years ago when that happened, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Uh, but still, I mean, that had to be a funny time because... They needed something, and this was mentioned in the article, too, because 10 years ago that tornado struck and you know, a lot of devastation out here in southeast Ohio. But to watch that on TV and, and to see Rufus beat Brutus had at least, if you're able to see it, had at least put a smile across your face, right? Because Unless you're an Ohio every... State fan, you're probably still a little upset about that All right, one. Yeah, if you're an Ohio State fan, then or, no, you would, not, <laughs> you would not be happy about the incident. But... Uh, I mean, just reading throughout the article, uh, that that was, I found it quite funny. Uh, obviously, you know, it could have been a whole lot more serious. And I think the the Brutus mascot, the man underneath uh, you know, the mascot uniform for Ohio State, he was definitely the, the bigger man that day. You know, he did not retaliate. He did not press charges. 
if anything, you know, I think he kind of got a chuckle out of it too. Uh, but, you know, of course, it's a little bit more serious. Yeah, I mean, if you're attacking somebody out on the football field, you're not wearing pads. So that's uh, obviously not ideal situation for, for uh, you know, the uh, Rufus the Bobcat. But, you know, you look back on it 10 years now, no harm, no foul. Uh, Bobcats still have not played Ohio State since. And I don't think uh, Bobcats have them on their roster, on the uh, schedule anytime soon, right? Unless you've seen that schedule. No. Would you want it? I'm. Mean, I'd love to They're see. They're probably scared one. after seeing that one. Hey, got the. <laughs> we got the better mascot, right? Uh, we got the. Never mind. I'm not starting that debate right now. <laughs> uh, and they also mentioned. I can guarantee you, we got the better journalism school. True, that is definitely that's a positive right there. Um, yeah, the first university in the Northwest Territory, with the uh, with the Bobcats. I don't know. Saw it. Fair to share it. Ten years ago, I know a lot of people probably saw it as well. But that's always a... Uh, I think I've had like 18 professors bring it up to me at one point or another. Really? In some kind of opening PowerPoint. Uh, did you know? Yeah, I, I know. I know now. <laughs> was it... Did, did you go through those PowerPoints today or was that... No, not today. Okay. I just mean over my years here. So in three years, you've had multiple professors have yeah, been on dude, their every, slides? Yeah, every, dude. Every teacher that's been... That has gone to OU that ends up being a professor there they mentioned something about it in some kind of opening powerpoint about themselves where they were when that happened yeah pretty much something along those lines or like it did you know this ha-? yeah yeah i saw i know <laughs> that's still funny oh it's pretty yeah it's pretty i mean it's a pretty good sneak attack if you watch uh, if you watch what he did there he got him from behind there hey, he's a bit him. of a sucker yeah uh, but he missed it the first time yeah uh, first time and then he went for a second time i mean once you miss the first time, I wouldn't go back and go for a second time. That That's just me. As yeah, long as you're not spotted, I mean. You had your one opportunity, though. Yeah, you had we were one shot at happening, and then you missed. But then I, I guess you retaliated, you got back. No, dude, you can't get your rear end kicked on the football field and then miss the attack you planned. And, uh, I mean, that right. would have just been the ultimate embarrassment. you got to still get salvaged something there. Yeah. I guess they they got that one picture that went viral with him on the uh, the shoulders, uh, and then of course they banned him from the university after a couple of days uh, that 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 happened and all that <laughs> all the university events. Um, I can't blame Ohio for them, you know. But the guy had this planned. Uh, he wanted to do this. He did not care about the repercussions, and you know what? All the power to him. <laughs> he figured out the way to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. Um, oh yeah, I mean, that's, again, saw that pop up today, this date in, uh, in sports history. Um, but 6.56 on the clock right now, temperatures dipping down below 69 degrees as they were down to 60, so a whole nine degrees since the show started, and, uh, you know, CBS News coming your way next, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to the weekends, because it's, it's a lot of good football coming our way. It's Tuesday, uh, you're acting like we're... I know, but it ain't right there. It's not. It's not close, but it's hump day tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Hey, at least the Bengals, you know, felt like they're close to getting their second win. Yeah, see, that's, that's all that matters. That I had no idea. So it's yes, you want to have positivity. Yeah, we can get more into that tomorrow. I just we yeah. can. And Russ Russ Hupman of Sports Illustrated, uh, all's Bengals. Uh, he'll join the program. We'll talk Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow. Um, hey, I we'll get into it. As he and I had conversed through text, 
it can't blow up the twenty-one lead, twenty-one point lead. Uh, no, no good football team goes out there and blows the lead. You know that the defense was bad. You knew that the you know, offensive line were going to have their struggles. Offense did their part in the first half, fell apart in the second half. But we'll talk to we'll talk to Russ about it tomorrow. It's just one of those things, and uh, you got to keep on getting better year in and year out. Uh, other news, I said it in the sports update this morning, but Cincinnati General Manager Nick Crawl has been named the Director of Operations for the baseball team. Reds announced Crawl was being promoted to replace Dick Williams, who resigned on October 7th to assume a larger role in his family's development business. Crawl will still hold the GM title, but now will report directly to owner Bob Castellini. Crawl spent 15 years working alongside Williams, including the last three seasons as general manager, and has been involved in all aspects of the day-to-day operations of the team. He first joined the Reds in 2003. I think that's a good promotion for the Reds. Uh, Crawl has done a nice job in his tenure there, and I think the Reds are on the precipice of, uh, of doing something pretty pretty special over the next couple of years. Yeah, uh, you're not going to have the extended postseason next year, so you better go find some bats. You need some bats, and if you lose Bauer, you need another pitcher too because Bauer has been active on social media, and he is not ruling any team out. I know. He said he likes Baldwin. He said he liked crab cakes on Twitter, so... Or, maybe, the, maybe the O's. Do you are you going to ask me where crab cakes are? Uh, well, I, I was going to say, you know what, what location would would that be? So Baltimore. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez, I can't even. What? Yes, Baltimore. Yes, Connor. I, I'm supposed to know the food capitals of the world. Have you ever watched Wedding Crashers? I've seen it once or twice. Sure. Guy, okay, well, clearly some really important line didn't stand out enough to you. No, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Mm. I don't know. I could tell you New Jersey's the Garden State. Does that help you anymore? <laughs> Ohio's a Buckeye State? I, don't, I, I guess there was a crab in the flag, isn't there? The Maryland flag? Yeah, just stop. You're done. Anyway, this has been the Sports Fan of 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Thanks for listening in. Let me come your way next, 606 tomorrow. Russ Heitman joins the program. For Joe Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. CBS News is next.